We are now three weeks removed from Damian Lillard's trade request and still no movement on a potential deal with Miami. Therefore, why even bother with a podcast? We're done. Uh, I guess we'll, have, we'll go ahead and do one anyway. I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian. I cover the Blazers. I'm joined by Craig Burnback. We talked last week, Craig, and I was hoping after we talked that there'd be some movement on this before we talked again. There really has not, but we're here anyway to break down the fact that there hasn't been any movement. Uh, you know, we're, we're three weeks removed. I tweeted two and a half weeks ago, I think it was, that someone told me this could take weeks. At the time, I was in denial. I was like, there's no way this is going to not get done in, in Vegas. It did not get done in Vegas. And here we are. And it's been exactly three weeks, I think, to the day to when Lillard requested a trade. So what do you make of this, man? I mean, what what's happening in your estimation before we dive into our topics? Well, sometimes nothing is something. You know what I mean? Like nothing is something to me. Like how uh, it's very, very quiet, at least from where I stand, which is a consumer but you're a producer of stuff. So tell me, what are the Blazers doing? Are they doing anything? I mean, are they are they calling any are they talked to Miami? Are they legitimately trying to find other deals out there? I, I that's the part I don't get. Like it's the what's going it's on? It's the same thing as it's always been. They are trying to maximize this asset that is Damian Lillard, and that is definitely their prerogative. And we've talked about this here, and it's been talked about elsewhere. Obviously, you know they're they're looking at different um, trade possibilities, whether it's mostly picks in a couple of players, or whether it's a really good player who can jump in right now and start, hopefully at that small forward spot, <laughs> and then maybe minimal picks, or if it's multiple players and hardly any picks. Who knows? I think they're exploring all avenues. Which it's got to be picks. Well, yeah. I mean, unless you can. Unless you can get a legitimate starter at forward or center that is worth giving, worth not taking back a pick, then you'd want the player. I don't want the player rather than the pick if the player fits what I need. But what? What? So, the, what? So here's my thing okay. with that. If that's the truth, if they're trying to find a legitimate like starter, mm-hmm. right, in this deal. Wouldn't they have already been talking to those those guys? Because the whole point was previously was to, you know, they said they were trying to find a deal like that to build around Dame. So you would think that they were talking using Ant or, you know, the pick. So to me, it's like if that deal was possible, <clears throat> would they have already made it? No, not like, necessarily. Be- and no. now it's harder with no, Dame. But no, see I- – I think in the outside world, we're all impatient because we want something to be done. And I get that. But I think if you're the Blazers, there's no deadline. It's not like, they ha- it's not like there's a trade deadline July 22nd. They got to get something done. There's no deadline for this. And the only, the only new morsel I have right now is that there definitely are a lot of teams involved in this or have inquired about this. So the more teams you have, and by teams, I mean teams being the third team in a trade with Miami, not teams coming in to try and intercept Damian, because that that has to be off the table. I will say as a journalist, if that were to happen, that would be great theater. I'd love to cover it. But I just really don't believe a team is going to step in and say, oh, we'll trade for a disgruntled Damian Lillard, even though he told us not to. 
so yeah, there's what I'm being told is that there's a ton of teams trying to get involved in, in one way or another. And so, of course, that complicates everything. Therefore, things are going to take longer and there's no rush. And all these other teams have other business they're, they're attending to as well. So as I've said here in other places, if you're the Blazers and there's a player you like who you could get, and maybe that team is going to trade that player and take Hero from Miami because Portland doesn't want Hero. But that team has two or three other things going as well that can delay whether or not you have a chance to get that person. And so you might get that player. And so you might, you might say, well, we're going to wait. We're not going to rush into something else because we really like that player. Or we really like getting a pick from that team if they're willing to give a pick, give up a pick for a hero, et cetera, et cetera. So that, you know, the more teams you have involved in these conversations, the longer things are going to drag out and there's no deadline. So that's basically where we've been and where we are. But again, the only really new thing that I've uh, been told is that there's definitely numerous other teams that have inquired about getting in on this. And if I'm the Blazers, I, I would work really hard to try and get a good young player that you believe is going to continue to develop and fit what you need. If Tyler Hero were a, were a forward, I think the Blazers would want him. He's a good, he's a good young player. No matter how much people want to trash right. him, it's just the NBA has just became this cesspool of let's trash everybody. Every every single player in the NBA gets trashed at some level. Some analytic doesn't add up to something or whatever, or their contract's bad or this or that nonsense. It's just it's just become gross. Um, but if Tyler Hero was six seven and could play small forward, I think this might be done. But regardless. If the Blazers can come away with a good young player that they can slide into the starting five and they fit and they're young and they match up with what you already have, then I think that's the route to go as opposed to getting picks, which could be late picks, or you're hoping down the line in 2020 or 2030 that Dame and Butler have fallen off and now maybe you get a lottery pick. But that's a long – I mean, that's it's 2023. We're talking about 2037 years from now. Probably no one associated with the Blazers right now is going to even be – with the Blazers in seven years. The odds are, the odds are, I'm not predicting firings, I'm just saying the odds are, then they're not going to be here. Including ownership. Including ownership, exactly. So why are you worried about 2030 draft pick? Uh, So for the Blazers' sake, I kind of hope that's how it works out. They get a good young player and maybe only two first-round picks out of this. Uh, Anyway, that's sort of where things stand at the moment. So, you know, the hero stuff, He, it's crazy to me. Because he's 23. Right. He averaged 20 points a game twice in his career already. Uh, he's obviously a really good shooter. He's athletic. Um, he's 6'5". You know, he's not 6'2". He's not 6'3". He's not an undersized 2. He'd be, um, he's, he's, a, he's a legit 2. I, look, I know, I know what I hear and what that the Blazers don't want him because of the fact that it's an it would, you know, he's not in a position of need. Part of me is like, you need everything at this point. You're not winning. <laughs> they don't anything. need a guard, well, though. You're not winning. They don't anything. need a guard. No, right. you don't. You don't. You don't. But what I'm saying is, what do you get the best assets you can, similar to the draft? Like, I don't know why it's so different than the draft. He's got a contract, yes, and it's it's a lot more than a rookie deal. I get it. But it's not a ridiculous contract when you look at the contracts out there. If you're telling me which contract I think is – um, you know, makes more sense if I were a team starting right now, Grant or Heroes, I would take Heroes. Less money, younger player, um, and, and a, a, more of an upside. So I, 
you know, part of me is like, just if you just get the best things possible from the Lillard trade, if you got to trade him, and then you can still move him. Right. You can move others. I mean, what the Blazers have done as far as trades are is, or signings, nothing. They, you know, they signed their two guys that they already had, Grant and, and, you know, and and Thibault, Matisse Thibault. Like, they haven't, they haven't done anything else. So that to me, I don't know. I know I'm in the minority here saying if you could get a 23-year-old borderline all-star, which he is, Mm. you know, he's potentially could be – well, he's a legit starter at 23 who averages 20. If you average 24 in the league, you're an (laughs) all-star pretty much. You know what I mean? Like so – and it's the same argument that you've given for Ant. They're on the cusp. They have the potential. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, figure, get as much as you can. If it's four picks and hero, I do it. I just do it at this point in time. And then worry about uh, what where, how you're going to balance your roster. The only two guys that the Blazers have right now that I think is the center of their future that are untouchable are Sharp and Scoot. So everyone else... You would trade or move if you felt you could balance the right. roster. So, so why not? What, what? Who cares? Like I don't. I don't like that much. Don't get me wrong. If you could find a, a better, if you find a three, I just don't see. I mean, I hear Maxi is the you know as a guy that potentially could fit this mold, but I, I'm not hearing or even seeing other. I don't see, you know, threes or fives that are jumping off the table um, that that want to be moved. So, I don't know. I know that's not – no one else is thinking that. I just don't see, like, if it's draft the best available when you're a, when you're a team that's rebuilding, why wouldn't it just be trade for the best available well, rather than do – I don't – I don't Nothing. disagree with that at all. I would, I would take Hero and then try and move him later. However, the argument – the clear argument against yeah. that is – if you can move them later, move them now. <laughs> like do at least exhaust okay. all of your fair. avenues that's to move fair. them now. Then you fair. don't have to deal with moving him later, and you can maybe get something that fits better. And clearly, they would they would either rather have more picks or a player that fits. And so you've got all this time. Take your time. But at the end of the day, if it becomes okay, we can't move him, but he's the best asset we can get. We've got to send Dan to Miami. We're going to get some picks. Our third team's going to come involved, become involved, and something's going to move over. We end up with Hero and three first, like. I'm sorry, Blazer fans, but that's that's a legit deal to me. Because whether you like it or not, the Blazers played themselves. If the Blazers honestly thought that in the back pocket, no matter what they did, worst case scenario, we're going to trade Damien for five first round picks and an all star and two, you know, like that's just foolish. You were going to be directed where you were going to go. And if you didn't know that was coming, I, I was saying this was coming for over a year and a half that you're going to have to trade him to a contender. And he's probably going to pick where he wants to go. I know I never thought he was going to say one team, one team only. I mean, that was possible, but I thought there might be a couple of teams he'd be willing to go to. But he's made it one team, one team only. So here you are. So deal with it. And he's 33. He's got $216 million coming to him. He's, you know, if he's healthy, Miami's going to be really good. If he starts to break down, Miami's going to be screwed. 
So the idea that you're going to get a Durant Hall is just ridiculous. It shouldn't be close to that. Three first and a good young player, which is was his hero, to me is absolutely fair. Now, if I can squeeze that into hero going somewhere else and me getting a fourth first round pick and then taking one of the other younger talents they have, okay, I'm cool with that. Do that then. But the idea that they're going to get anything nearer to what the Nets got for Durant is ridiculous. The Gobert trade, everyone agrees, was ridiculous. So you're not going to be able to make the heat be as ridiculous as Minnesota was for Gobert. Right, that, did, that trade did not work <laughs> out. It's not done yet. They were pretty good. They're going to get better. But anyway, but, I'm just but yeah, saying, I mean, it's right? not something like you look right back now. on and go, wow, that was, that was very smart. Everyone's praising Ainge for that deal. So anyway, at the end of the day, Portland's got to suck it up. Now let's, let's, let's transition to this now. So there was a report out. Um, Vice City Alerts, which I know will be listening to this podcast and will take something I say and quote it and put it out there. And then Miami Heat fans will like it and Blazer fans will trash me, which is, which is cool because I don't mind being trashed when I'm 100% right. Um, tweeted out there that someone... T- I, I got it. For everyone out there, it hurts me a little when I get trashed. <laughs> It does. I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the, the wall. Well, I, I, don't, know, mind I, 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 I don't mind being trash if it's for something. I don't mind being trash if it's for something. Like if I say X and X doesn't come true and people want to say, Oh, you said this and didn't come true. That's fine. Some of the stuff I get, is just, it's, I'm embarrassed for the person because they're demonstrating a level of ignorance and arrogance and prejudice. That's just so monumental. I can't even fathom it, but whatever. Anyway, um, this tweet says someone told me, that is not some knowledge of what's going on, that they're not convinced Portland wants to trade Damien. Well, stop there. They never wanted to trade him necessarily. Well, I shouldn't say that. They don't necessarily want to trade him, but I don't believe for a second that they were against the idea of trading him and getting a haul as they decided to keep the number three pick. Cronin himself said we he had an idea that this would happen, that Dame would ask out. Uh, so they knew. And in their meetings, you know, you know they were sitting around. Because he told because yeah, he told the world. Because he, told, he the world. told them. And so, <laughs> so in their meetings, you know, they're thinking, well, if we take Scoot, Dame could ask out. Yeah, but what's, then what happens? Well, then we can probably trade Dame. What do you think we can get Dame for? Get for Dame. Oh, we can probably get five first and this and that. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. We'd have all those assets, and we'd have Scoot and Sharp moving forward. That's not a bad plan. So, hmm. There's no doubt that factored into their decision to not trade the number three pick. So, I don't believe... So I believe that, A, they're not opposed to this because they do believe that's going to set them up for the future, which I think everyone agrees with that. And I've said numerous times that I think the best path is to try and win right now with Damian because you don't know what the future holds. But if you choose to go young and rebuild that way, that is very viable and legitimate. I do think at the end of the day, they don't like the PR hit. I don't think they like the fact that season tickets are going to go down. I don't think they like the fact yep. that they look bad, which they do. Um, so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, if they could keep them and keep them happy for a little while longer, I think they'd be cool with that. So say that off the bat. Uh, and this says they're trying to find a way to maybe change his mind or delay this so that maybe he'll be a part of what they're trying to do. Uh that some people think that Portland's trying to salvage this. And I guess this is from Anthony Chang from the Miami Herald. Okay. So the only thing that can salvage this 
I believe, because I do believe it's possible to salvage if Portland wanted to, is to trade for someone legitimate that Damien wants to play with. Right. Do, do what we told you. Do what you promised what you, you were going to do. Do what you said. Right. And, right. and if and if and to me, so trade trade sharp, or or scoot or and, and picks free up those bull free up right. those future picks with by getting rid of the bull situation, uh, with the protected pick. If you go out and you make a trade for someone, so, so okay. Cronin's talked about maybe getting a win now player for Lillard. So I find I found that hilarious because you refuse to trade anything else on your roster worth a damn for a win now player to play with Lillard. But you're going to trade, but you'll gladly trade Lillard for a win now player. It's not a complete contradiction, but you get my point. So if you take these assets that you covet so much and you covet more than Damien, which you've made clear, and you trade some of them for a win-now player, this alleged win-now player you think you could get in a Dame trade, bring that person in so Dame could play with them, then Dame would probably change his mind because Dame doesn't necessarily want to leave Portland. He just doesn't want to lose anymore with Portland. <laughs> That's what's going on. He's tired of getting his ass kicked. He's tired of t- looking around. He's tired of dropping 50 and losing in a playoff game. He's tired of looking around at a bunch of young players who don't know what they're doing, who can't play grown adult Big man, you know, a, a basketball at a high level of efficiency on offense or defense to have impact winning. He's tired of that nonsense. He's, he's given this franchise 11 years to figure it out, and it's gone backwards. And he's still in his prime, so that's what he wants. If you give him that, yeah, he'll savage it. But if he came back to play with this exact roster right now, he loses all credibility for everything he's said in the last two years, every single thing. He can't go back on that, especially when Miami is right there. Because he can go to Miami, and he's going to be instantly loved there because they can't wait to get him. And they're going to win. They're going to win, and they're going to be contenders. I'm not saying they're going to win the title. That's not a given. But they're going to be in the hunt. Whereas if he comes back here, guess what? I'll, I'll say right now, if he came back with his current roster, there's a 75% chance that come March, Damian has a phantom toe injury and is out the rest of the season because they're tanking again. Because this team is not good. Period. So I don't think there's any way to salvage it beyond making a major move, which they refused to do to this point. Yeah, the only way these things get salvaged is, is everything that the Blazers have done gets undone and they go back to the original plan that they told Dame they were going to do. I mean, I keep going back to one thing of covering Dame and Lillard, knowing him the little bit that I do uh, over the last you know decade. The dude says what he means. Like, he's just not a guy that just randomly says stuff. He has said over and over again, I want to stay with the Blazers. I want to win with the Blazers. They decided to do something different. Like, I don't even get the anger towards, well, he signed the contract. Like, of course he signed the contract. They told him, here's the, they offered him the contract, which is a super flex, and told him, Please sign this because we want you to be the center of our championship caliber team. (laughs) And then they didn't do that. So, like, if he had a time machine, he might not sign it. Like, I don't know what he would have done. It's hard to turn down that kind of money. And let me just tell you, people, people forget the pressure that players get from other players, including the Players Association. 
They don't want these guys not they don't want these guys taking less money. Like everyone holds Dirk up to this great thing. Yes, fans do and owners do, but the the union didn't wasn't thrilled. Right. They're just, you know they want other players to make as much money as they can because the owners make a crap ton of money, and so do the networks and all these things. So if there's a time machine, then then it's legitimate. Like if you can say to Dame, okay, we're gonna go back in time now, and we're gonna tell you we're we're gonna. We want you to sign the Superflex, but we're not going to do what we said. We're, we're going to go and rebuild, and you're going to have no chance for a title in your year 31, 32, and 33 of your career. <laughs> he might not sign it. So this stuff about, like, well, he signed it, blah. Well, no, that's not how it works. Like, if you sign up to you know for a certain job, and then they completely change your job, you have a right to be angry no matter what money you accepted because you accepted the money for a certain role. So enough about that. And also, you can't take a pay cut. Also, the Blazers ahead. made the, their decision when they drafted Scoot and they didn't trade Sharp or Ant or Nurkic or, and they, you know, like they didn't do anything but re-sign Grant. Sharp wasn't even so available. I, which, is, <laughs> which they said... We know that if we don't trade Sharp or if we don't get a, a legit player here, Dame's going to want out. So again, I've said this over and over again. The Blazers made their decision. They decided they would rather have Sharp and Scoot than Dame. They knew this was no secret. They knew. So now, like you said, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. So now you got to trade them. How long you want to wait? You say there's no deadline. Of course, there's no hard deadline to this. There's a lot of soft yeah. deadlines. You talked about ticket sales. It's not just ticket sales. All those sponsorships, the lead person is Damian Lillard with the Blazers. So many of their corporate deals are tied to Damian Lillard. They need to untie them and tie them to Scoot and Sharp and potentially Grant. They have to redo it. Remember Rise With Us? They had to redo stuff, right? They got to rebrand and go. When Brandon Roy went, (laughs) you know, they had to rebrand. LaMarcus was mad that they rebranded to Damien and not to him. That's one of the reasons why they lost LaMarcus. And don't, he, he said that. He was not happy with that. There's bigger things in a team than just the roster. So they need to move at some point off of this. The broadcast team needs to be able to figure out what are we going to build around? How are we going to market this team? For a decade, you marketed around Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is not going to accept, okay, I get it. I asked for a trade. You can't get me to Miami. I'm good. <laughs> I'll just chill. Where do you, do you want me coming off the bench? <laughs> is Scoot starting? See it. Am I playing the two? Like, what, what, you know, like, oh, I see. I get it. We're going to split. So I'm going to play 28 minutes. I averaged 34 last year, you know, like, but okay, cool. I'll play 28 minutes a game. Come on. Like, where is this marriage? Gonna, you don't, you, there's, they, they found, they're already dating someone else. <laughs> like they're dating Scoot. Like the, the marriage can't, you can't do it. It doesn't work. Uh, you know? I, I honestly believe if you, if, if Damien knew last summer, what he knows now, He's asking out oh, last time. He wouldn't have wasted that amazing yeah. season on the Blazers. He would have had that season with a legit team and, and played deep into the playoffs. 
And the only reason why he didn't ask out <clears throat> last year, one, he was injured. Two, Olshay was gone. He wanted to give Cronin a chance. I mean, and Billups. But legitimately, he, he was like, I'm going to give Joe a shot. And Joe cleaned out McCullum, cleaned it. out Powell, you know, his BFF, cleaned out his BFF, man. And Dane was cool with it because he felt like that was the best path. So he gave, and he knew, you know, obviously O'Shea, there were certain deals I think O'Shea would have done with a trade CJ for, but maybe not the ones other people thought he should have. Uh, but <clears throat> he saw a movement there. He saw Grant come in. So, you know, he was going to give Cronin a shot, but Cronin went back on what he said he was going to do. And I think if Dame could go back, he probably would have left last year. So to me, I, I don't see how you salvage this. I, I just, I, I think the best thing for everyone involved is to just move Damien and get this done at some point. Now, let me ask you this. What if this were to actually go into September training camp into the season? I mean, some people are like, they should keep him to the trade deadline. Sure. Why, why would you want to engage in anything that toxic because you're trying to get an extra pick? Like, no. If they, if they bring Damien back, it, it, I mean, what, what would you even do with it? Would you want him to play? Would he want to play? Because if he goes out there and no, plays and gets injured, now you, you're stuck with him. You can't move him at all. And his trade value is cut in half from whatever bad deal you think is out there right now that you don't want if you're a Blazer fan, three firsts and Tyler Hero or whatever. Well, now it becomes a first and a couple swaps in Hero if Damon goes out and gets hurt. Because now next year he's 34 with a calf injury, the core thing which got repaired, and then whatever other injury he gets next season. Or you can't move him, and now you're stuck with him, and you're paying him $50 million a year, and you have a logjam at point guard because you're, you're, you just drafted your uh, trans, transcendent but you know, feature dominant point guard. Like, it would just be stupid. And if, if I'm, and then really, what probably would happen is Dane just wouldn't play. Like Dane would report enough to get his check, but Dane just wouldn't play. Yeah, I, I, I don't even, I don't even see a scenario. I, I mean, I see a scenario where he just holds out. No, I, no, he. Well, well, see, I don't think he'll hold out because then you don't get paid. I think he shows yeah, I up what, what to get paid. Time, yeah, I got it. I guarantee you, he shows up. That I think. No, he shows up to get. Okay. He'll, I, nah. I don't know. Okay, I'll bet you. Let's bet. You want to bet? Let's bet. I no, because I don't. You report all you so have to do. What I, I don't know what the go ahead. Because honestly, the Blazers wouldn't want him to play. It wouldn't I make wouldn't any think sense for them I, to play. right. But he's right, so he should. But, but but none, none of this makes sense. But he's going to get paid. He's, he's going to he's going to do they go to he's going to do what he needs to do to get paid. He's not holding out. That's what I'm saying. So if the Blazers if the Blazers played him. It would screw up everything for them. One is the the potential of get hurt. Two, where what do you then you have to trade Ant, right? Like you can't. You, I mean, like you can't go in with with three point guards, with three of your four best players or three of your five best players if you throw Grant in. And I mean, obviously Grant. So let's just say Grant's better than Sharp and Scoot right now. Right. I mean, like and so is Ant. Thing, but but. So is Ant, right? So if you want to say it, like three of your five best players are point guards, it's not That's good. Like, it's and not one wants out, and you're making and, him stay. And and if we stretch it, we stretch it, four out of your five are, are guards. 
Because no one, no one wants to play Sharp at the three, right? Everyone wants Sharp to play the two. Well, now you got four guys. I mean, you've been here before, it's, and they weren't comical. the future. Like, you know, we've been here with CJ and Powell and Ant and Dame. Like, why would you want this? And why do you really think – I just don't – like, ticking off Damian Lillard for the rest of his life. Like, why would you do that? He is on Mount Rushmore. Like, we can argue best player, whatever. He's on Mount Rushmore. You've already, in your in your franchise history, pissed off the other, other two guys on your Mount Rushmore, right? Clyde didn't go away perfectly. Walton just came back. I mean, like, your Mount Rushmore in, in the Blazers, Brandon Roy, who, who didn't really get wronged, is not even back yet completely in the fold. It's just like at some point in time, don't you want a, an all-time great player in your franchise to want to come back and be beloved rather than have tension in yuck? And it we're already you could get past this tension in yuck if you trade him to Miami, like in any capacity at this point. But gosh, if you just tick him off so much, go like, nah, sorry, we're not gonna trade you. So either you have two choices. You can come to training camp, um, and uh and play or we can, I mean, I, what scenario would you want him to come back and play with this team? Fenters? like he could get hurt. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You only bring You only play him if, if you're like, okay, Dane's back and he's fully involved and he wants to mentor scoot and win 38 games. Yay. But where do you play? Well, you 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 start him, you start him and Ant, and then scoot and and sharper coming off the bench. Maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you don't get a three. You just start sharp at the three, and you bring Scoot along as the backup one, knowing that you can also play some Dame at some two and some sharp at some two, and just sort of you know and just be bad. I mean, they'd just be bad. You know what? They'd be fun bad though. They'd be fun bad. I think it would be so. They'd be fun bad. Who's got the ball? Like, how do you run an offense like that? Like, it would be be pure comedy, but. And, and poor Chauncey. Oh, my God. Cha- yeah. Chauncey would not want to coach that team, I don't think. Anyway. All right. So we, we agree on all of the above. It would just be crazy to, bring, to make but him come back. Let me say uh-huh. this. I, I, at some point in time, I was thinking about this. Like, no way. No way. But throwing in another sport, it's July 21st, and the Pac-12 doesn't have a media deal. So anything can happen. <laughs> People say, Wait. You know what I mean? Like I, I've been fooled by by other things. You know, what I mean, like I I can't imagine a a franchise wanting to do that. But honestly, what's happened in the last you know year with the Blazers? I mean, I'm just I'm flabbergasted at the unwillingness to commit to what you want to do. Like if you want to build around Dame, do it. If you do and 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 say that and then do it, they didn't do that. If you want to rebuild because you have two top ten picks and you believe they're future all stars, and you have other young players like Ant, then do it and say it. Like this stuff, this middle ground crap, I just don't get it because it just confuses everybody. You know, it just confuses the league. It confuses the players, the coach. The fan base, Miami's fan base, like, if you're going to do it, go. Just go. No, they, they, and wait, sometimes they, have, you're right. they have to 
No, I don't. I don't think they should just go. They're taking their time. I have no problem with that. Well, I'm just. I, I'm just saying. Right, but stop saying that. Like, don't try to bring Dame back. Okay, and they're not saying that. They're not saying. Well, yeah. Yes. Someone's reporting well, allegedly that that's a thing. <clears throat> I just don't. I I wouldn't rule it out completely. I just, you know, and I I, I talked to someone about this recently. I said like five percent chance, maybe, but again, they have to make some kind of move to appease him. Otherwise, that's just that's just no point. All right, the preseason schedule is out. You excited? Yay! Okay. Four games starting Always four games starting October tenth against the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, then there's only one home preseason game against an NBA team. That's against the Suns, and they play at Utah and at the Suns. So get your tickets for the Scoot debut in an NBA arena against a team from New Zealand. All right, enough of that. So let me ask you this. Let's say, okay, let's just Dane gets traded. You get some assets for Dane. What do you think is the short-term and long-term role and place for Simons? Because he's in an interesting position. It's really kind of fascinating when you think about it. Because I know some Blazers fans don't want to hear this, but he is light years ahead of Scoot. He wouldn't... Anthony Simons playing last year in the G League doesn't average 17 with and 42 and 27%. He averages 37 at 55 and 48. <laughs> a little exaggeration, but no one in the G League. Maybe no, I mean, if he wanted to, he's if he wanted to, he's a G League. He would score as many points as he wanted to on any given night. No one's going to. And we've seen this guy in the NBA. He won games when he and Nurk were the one two punch two years ago. He, he, he averaged 24 and six or whatever. He shot 40% from three. 45% from the field. This year was his first year starting full-time next to Dame, which is tough to do. I mean, it's, it's not easy making that adjustment. So he did have some ups and downs, but we also saw him win games with game winners. We've also saw him I – mean, I saw I watched this guy go to the Utah in a game where they had no heart, no Dame, no heart, and someone else was out too. And, like, <clears throat> it just had blowout loss written all over it. And he went out there and dropped 45 and won that game pretty much by himself. He, he averaged 21 in the NBA. Right. With with a, with good shooting percentages, and again in an uncomfortable role. Like he, sometimes he was the playmaker, sometimes he was a two guard, sometimes he just wasn't sure. If he's running the team, if he's running any team, he's twenty six and seven. I, I truly believe that. So, but you've drafted two guys now. One that you believe is your two guard of the future, and the other one you believe is your point guard of the future. So, <clears throat> and here, here's what kills me about everything involved in these types of NBA things. They traded CJ in part because they wanted to quote unquote, clear the runway for Anthony, right? So you clear the runway for him and then you drafted another one of him. Parked another plane. Another small guard <laughs> who you say is transcendent and generational. So now eventually you got to clear the runway for him. But Ant's better right now. But how does Scoot get better? if he doesn't get a lot of minutes, but is he ready for a lot of minutes? But do you want to win or do you not want to win? If you want to win, you got to roll with Ant. If you don't want to win, you got to give Scoot a lot of minutes, but then Ant's going to get minutes at the two. So there's plenty of minutes to go around for all three of those guys. Like you got 96 minutes. They could average 32 each. Oh, well, what about Matisse? Well, I guess Matisse, he might be a starting three right now. So whatever. 
but you got to fit Matisse in there. And that's another thing. It's like, okay, you have these three guards. You know you're going to lose. Why are you matching Matisse? Why are you matching him? He didn't want to come back. He wanted to go to Dallas. Why are you matching that? And it had all sorts of poison pills in it. Why are you matching that? Is it ego or because you just honestly believe you need that backup depth because your, your guards are so young and because you do want to win? You must want to try and win, but then you need other pieces to win because you're not going to win with what you have right now, which we'll get to in a second. So why are you matching Matisse? It, it just, the whole thing is just, and again, it may play out in a year or two. We go, ah, oh, we get it now. But right now it just looks ridiculous. So what do you think they're going to do? With, like, to me, okay, we talked about they don't want Hero because they have too many guards. Well, if your future is uh, Scoot and Sharp, then you got to still trade Ant, right? So this is – you're making my point about, like, commit. Do something. Like, make a decision. If you're going to go young, go young. And I don't – look, I wouldn't I, I would have matched Thibel. My, my thing with the, both Grant and Thibel is you got to pay somebody and, and you need actual NBA players. So at least he's an NBA player. But, you know, Thibel's not a real legit starter on a great team. I mean, he's just not. He's a defensive stopper. You And – you hope he he figured out some of his shooting, but he's not a he's not a, a an A talent. He's a role player. So in some ways, I don't care what you did. And and while there were poison pills in there, it makes him harder to move. So I agree. I wouldn't have. I don't. I wouldn't have matched. I would have said go to Dallas, and we'll figure out how to get another one just like you. Um, and also the Simons thing. There, why you wouldn't have traded him on draft night for a combination with the, you know, the twenty third pick? I don't understand. Like, I mean, could you really get nothing? Even if you could have turned that into a get rid of the Chicago pick and you know and get some, I I don't get it. This is where I, this is my problem. Like with this team, I mean, you, he is Simon's. We don't even know if Scoot will ever be as good as Simons. Simons is really good, and he's still super young. He's twenty. He just turned. Is he 24 just turned twenty-four. Yet? Yeah. Just, to, just turned twenty-four. So this is it. You know, these are his best years coming up. This is when you hand the team to the guy, and he averaged twenty-one points a game last year. So, I, I don't, I don't, I would not trade Simons now, if Dame's gone, unless you could get something that you haven't been able to get. That's the part I don't understand. Like if you weren't willing to trade Simons before in a package or, you know, with, with a pick or with other players to bring in a legitimate three or five, you know, why would you do it now? Like you do it for scoop, but not for Damian Lillard (laughs) makes no sense. You do it for sharp, but not for Damian Lillard. Like I'd rather keep both now and see what happens and admittedly, I think Scoot's got to start. You might as well. But I also think yeah, I would go, I would start if you traded Lillard and you don't get a, and it's just picks, I would go small and I would start all three of them. I would th- start Sharp, <clears throat> Simons, and Scoot. Let the world see them. Let you see them. Well, that's where they're headed. And then eventually if Scoot, right. Yeah. I hope unless, so, but then you resign Thibault. Unless, well, but unless, unless they pull off some deal for a legit starting small forward, which 
would be a sign that maybe they do want to try they and win. Do. Well, I'm saying in the Lillard deal, if Lillard somehow, you know, you flip hero into someone and you bring someone else in who's a legit starter and can fall forward, fine. But if that doesn't happen and you roll out there with the team you have right now, you're, yeah, you're going to start sharp at the three. You're going to play positionless basketball, start, start sharp at the three and just let them go play. And don't pretend you're going to win because you're not. That way, Sharp gets a bunch of minutes, Scoot gets a bunch of minutes, Ant gets a bunch of minutes. That's that's your starting lineup. What what three? What three comes in on this team and makes them a legitimate winner? By winner, okay, by winner, the ceiling, the, the ceiling is, you know, if Sharp makes a huge leap, if, they, if Nurkic is healthy or they flip Nurkic into a comparable center, I, I still believe – that Ant's going to make a jump without Dame. Scoot, at the very least, is going to be a good backup as, as a 19, 20-year-old. I think they would have a outside shot at flirting with 500 if they remain healthy. The problem is they're going to have injuries, which are going to drop them more to the low 30s at max. But I think at least you could say we have a puncher's chance to be close to 500 if all if everything's optimal. And again, I'm saying if everything's optimal, but that's not realistic. Nothing's ever optimal. So, and that's not to me. That's not committing to a rebuild. <clears throat> well, not, no, silly. not and well, not if that small forward is twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Then that's part of your build. You added that piece now. So, I'm, why didn't you do that for Lillard? Uh, well, that's the million dollar question. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't. That's get the million it. dollar question. I don't get I it. it does, if you're gonna, you, it, it right. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make they sense. didn't free up the picks. The, okay, look, we all know that had they just. Worked out something with the Bulls so that the unprotected pick goes away. They would have multiple picks in the future to trade. They didn't even do that, which means they didn't want to do that. They could have definitely packaged Ant and picks and gone out and gotten someone. There's no doubt about that. They could have added to the – there's there's right. definitely things they could have done. You can't – and you can't convince me that you couldn't get – here's what's funny. They couldn't get a fair deal for number three. Really? So on one hand – Scoot's untouchable because he's going to be amazing and transcendent and generational. We've got to get Scoot, and it's time to rebuild with Scoot. Dame's got to go. On the other hand, we couldn't get a fair deal for Scoot. What? Doesn't make any sense. If Scoot is all these things you say he is, as I've said numerous times, there should be teams, there should have been teams lined up outside the door trying to get him. But they weren't because there's reservations about Scoot. So there should be reservations about your entire plan moving forward. But at the very least, if they could find a legit small forward, and everything's optimal, they would have a chance to at least be competitive. I don't buy they're going to find that person. So you just roll out those three, man. Scoot, Ant, yes. and Sharp, yes. Grant, Nurkic, if he's there, or someone else, and you just let them play. And at the very least, it's going to be exciting. The highlight reels are that everyone's going to put together at every game. Oh, my God, look at this dunk by Sharp. Oh, look at this no look from Scoot to Ant for the three. Oh, my God, Blazers lose by 20. That's what it's going to be. And you get another lottery pick next year. Scoot at, and you try and draft a guy over 6'6". Six, six. Scoot at 26, 9 and 9. Nine turnovers, 9 assists, 26 points. I mean, that's what happens in the NBA. And it's fine. It's what happens. So to me, like those things that you're saying, it's like, so, okay, if Sharp is Kobe <laughs> and uh, Scoot is Magic, like the only young people that have ever actually been to a finals and won, like – in legitimate roles. So, and here's the thing about the picks and the Dame trade. If the Blazers make the R500, they lose a first round draft pick. If they make the playoffs. No, they could be five. They could be 500 be, be playing. No, they could be playing and lose. I'm just saying you're in the NBA. 
You make 500, you're in the playoffs. You're in the play-in. Like, I, you're above the play-in. No. No, you're probably above the play-in. No. No. Oh, I call this. I already called this up. Hold on a second. So last year, 500. Okay, the uh, Pelicans were 42 and 40. They were ninth. Play-in. I'm just saying, you're close. You're close. So you have a you have a chance you have a chance to lose a first round draft pick. Right. How about yeah. that? Yeah. For the right to get why would for you the guy, that, for the right to get yet, rolled by Denver yet, or Memphis or somebody yeah or Phoenix. But yet you'll you'll hold you'll keep Lillard and make him report to training camp for an extra draft pick. But then you're you're going to tell the fan base that you're going to try to make the playoffs and win. Where you know you'll lose a draft pick. Not just a lot, not just a draft pick. You lose what what should have been a lottery pick. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Just adding, just adding that little, you know, that like little nugget. These are weird things. I, it's hard to follow this. Like we're gonna trade. We're not. We're gonna. We're gonna try to make moves to be. We're gonna try. We're gonna sign Grant. We're gonna sign Thibault. We're gonna. And hopefully go get a, more players so that we can p- compete for a playoff spot. And if you get what you want, you lose a first round draft. <laughs> right. It's lunacy. <laughs> but but we're not going to give up Damian Lillard unless we get five first round draft picks. <laughs> but we're going to draft Scoot <clears throat> and not trade Sharp and know we're going to lose Damian Lillard. Like, I want to see the plan. Like, I don't get the plan. They don't have a plan. All right, so let's. Well, if that's true, that's a problem. I mean, they have a plan, but it's 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 fluid at the moment. I just right. I can't follow all these things. Like you say, you say one thing, and then we're going to try to make the playoffs and lose a draft pick. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why would you do that? You wouldn't. They, but I know you can't know. say we're going to suck. Dude. But you could say we're going to. We're. This is a new. It's we call it baby blazers. You know, call. Whatever, like we're going to. This is our future. This is what we're marketing on. We've got Scoot. We've got Sharp. Let's go. And oh, Grant, sorry, we we got to put you in there because we just gave you sixty million dollars money and a huge and contract. Twenty nine. Put him in there. Is Grant there longer than a year? Whoops. Is Grant around longer than a year? I, I my guess is he doesn't want to be, but that contract's not going to be easy to move. It's going to be wonderful. He's not that good. You know, he's not that. Like he's good, but he he's he that contract does not match his, his what what he contributes to a team in my opinion. I get why the Blazers did it, but to me, you look at his numbers, he's a twenty and five guy. That's not and the money. He's about great, to be like, he's about to be a twenty four and five guy though, because they just lost thirty two points. Well, tell me, guys, score, right? Tell me, guys, score. All right, he better get seven. So he let's rebound. So let's say they don't pull off. A win now player in the Lillard deal. They use a mid level exception on someone like Kelly Oubre, <laughs> whatever. Start him at three. I don't know. Start Sharp at three. Whatever. The roster is virtually set, other than a couple tweaks. <clears throat> Let's be honest about where this team stacks in the West. I'm gonna start from the top. <laughs> we're not even gonna we're not even gonna debate Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Clippers, Golden State, Lakers, Minnesota. Do you want to debate Minnesota? No. Okay. Not a cat's on Pelicans, no. If Zion's healthy. Thunder, no way. Thunder would just trash this team. No offense to the Blazers, but the Thunder. The Thunder was such a bad matchup for this team last year because of their physicality and their length. 
and their tenacity. Yeah, so now you take away Damien, the only proven dog on the team next to, you know, I guess Grant. It's semi, well, it's mini, semi, semi-proven, but clearly not on Dame's level. Oklahoma City is going to just, just absolutely annihilate. Dallas, maybe some dysfunction there, but I'm taking Luka and Kyrie. Uh, so now we get to where, so there's only four teams left. <laughs> Utah, yeah. which was 37 and 45 last year. Uh, I think the Blazers potentially again if, Every, if Sharp and everything went wrong. Right. If Sharp everything went wrong. If Sharp makes a leap. Sharp's the big key to me. If Sharp is because if Sharp becomes what Ant became when Damien went out two years ago, like that level of guy, then that changes a lot of things here. And to me, I think they could be better than than Utah. Houston's scary, but they're young. They're still young. They're too. Young. But wow, Bet- between Jabari. And then they just added a six, seven point guard and one of the Thompson twins. And um, Easton, the, I forgot how to pronounce the center, the center's name. Anyway, who else am I missing? There's someone else. Uh, Porter Jr. I feel like there's someone else on that roster that I'm not thinking about right now. Anyway, they're very young, athletic, long, and they're going to be scary. But I will give the Blazers the slight edge. For now, and then San Antonio, and they also have they have Fred. They have oh, they Fred added Van Vliet and Brooks. Never mind. For, yeah, duh. Sorry, yeah. I was focusing on the young kids. Yeah, yeah. Houston's way ahead. Put them ahead. So Sangoon, I believe. Is Sangoon, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I always yeah. His name throws me off. Anyway, so Utah and San Antonio right now are the only teams in the West that I think Portland could be better than with what they have right now. Do you disagree? No, I, I mean, and I don't – and, like, something could go wrong again. Like, there's a Utah out there. Dallas obviously was awful compared to what we thought. Uh, Memphis, you know, gosh knows what's going to happen with that, you know, with whatever is going on with John Morant and that team. But they're just – you don't want them to be good yet. Oh, Jalen Green, dude. Sorry, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Jalen Green, my God. that's what I, was, I knew I was forgetting someone, Marquis. Jalen Green, who is – Oh my God, that kid's going to be amazing. And then Cam Whitmore, they got late in the lottery. He fell. He was projected top 10, went 20th. Oh, and, and, he, he, won, and, he, and he was summer league. Yeah, he eight. tore it up. He's 6'7". So they're right now they got 6'7", 6'7", 6'11". And then their backcourt, 6'4", 6'4", and then Amon's 6'7". And then Sagoon is 6'11". Oh, they added Van Vliet. So Van Vliet's their legit veteran point guard who pushes Porter to the bench, obviously. And then Tari Easton, who's been a, who was a pretty nice rookie last year, at least shows some potential, is six eight. They yeah, they 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 crushed the Blazers. So yeah, they got Dylan Brooks. And and they added Dylan Brooks. Yeah. They're yeah. They they and Jeff Green's 107, but still can ball. Right. So yeah, I would take like in the series, I would take Houston 4 1. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be on the team, but I'm just saying like he can't. I would take Houston 4 1. So the only so San Antonio and Utah, that's it. And Utah, the best player would be Lowry. So so Again, if you're rebuilding, who cares where you fit this year? And and that's the part where just commit. I mean, the Rockets are are doing this little dance where they, you know, they gave Van Fleet all this money, but you know, their thing in I think is that well, we need somebody to be the adult and and bring these guys along, and we got the money cuz all our our players are young and we got crazy cash here. Right. So the Blazers are in this you just do what the Rockets are doing, man. Like, and in a way, they did that with Grant, 
and why I'm not, I'm okay with that if he was okay with it. But yeah, I just, no, they're not. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if you brought in, which is never going to happen, but I'm like, name the three that makes this team even get to 500. I, I don't, I don't see it. And Nurkic is your center, like an unmotivated Nurkic. Yeah, what would oh, Nurkic be like boy. without that's Dame gonna, around? That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. Well, but he and Ann played. He and Ann played really well together. Up. But 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 Nurkic was playing for a contract. Yeah, Nurkic was playing for a contract. And and he knew Dame was coming back, and Dame was there to text him and say, "Hey, don't don't you know don't quit. Don't do this. I saw this." There's a reason why Nurkic was let go for nothing. Because Denver had the best center in the world. There's that. But they also didn't like his attitude. And it's not like he's been perfect here attitude-wise. He's been out of shape. He's clearly takes, you know, time off, games off. So that's going to be interesting. This team is not good. What I want, if I'm a Blazer fan, is let the young guys go. And let me see what we got. And then maybe, you know, maybe Scoot is so good and Simons is who who we think he is because he's right there, 21 points a game. And you can move off Simons and get something legit, you know, at a different place. Or maybe, you know, Sharp is not as good as you think. And you're like, okay, now what do we do? Now we want Simons here. Maybe some other ones. Not None of these... I mean, the closest guarantee on the, of those three is Simons because he's done it. But I get the upside on the other two. You know, like I, what I've seen from Sharp at times is mind blowing, and what I saw from Scoot in my in the you know in the small time, like like I said, he looks like a guy that wants to be a star and talks the talk as well. You know, so I get what they're trying to do. Just do it. <laughs> Just admit to it. Don't do it. Don't trade Simons. <clears throat> like if you trade Simons. For a pick, okay. Like if the pick is the center of it and you think it's a a lottery type pick, then fine. I mean that that you know makes sense to me. Obviously that's you know, you're not gonna trade him just for a pick, but like at least I understand where you're going. Like, hey, we're committing all in to scoot. I wouldn't do that. I would that's a deal I would wait closer to the trade deadline rather than keep Dame to the trade deadline. Yeah. I, I just wonder where Simon's head's at. I can't wait for you to get with him <laughs> and see where his head's at. Because when I saw him, Dane, when I saw him, hold on, when I saw him in Vegas, I said to him, "You know, it looks like you're going to be staying now." And he said, "Well, we'll see." I mean, I don't know where my head they at <laughs> if I was Simon's. Like you said, every, he's a quiet guy, so he's not going to go to social and do anything, but. Dame knew when they drafted Scoot what he was going to do. If you're Simons and they draft Scoot, you got to be like, but what? But what? What about me? You know, like, I'm a point guard, people. I've not tried to hide this. I am a point guard. And I had to wait and move to the two because of a an all, set, you know, NBA, you know, top 75 player in NBA history. And I get it. Because I was 20, 21, 22. But now I'm 24 and you drafted a 19-year-old point guard because he's transcendent. What am I? 
because I think I'm an all-star. So I, I'm fascinated by the conversation that he has with his family and his agent. Because if anyone, I'm not saying he's going to, but would anyone be shocked if he said quietly like, hey, you know, maybe you should trade me now. Because I also don't want to be on a team that's rebuilding per se again. If I'm not, if I'm not the rebuilding, if I'm not the piece at point. Well, I think that's that adds to the idea that he should start and let him do his thing and maybe increase his value. And he's going to be better than Scoot. I mean, Scoot, Scoot has the advantage in the future, I think. <clears throat> he's a better penetrator, a better natural playmaker, probably going to be a better defender. And it's by far the better score. It's not even close. So I can see where you say, okay, this is our future at point guard. Ant is a notch below him in terms of overall potential, but we're going to start Ant because he's going to be the better one now, showcase him, let him just run amok, and then maybe you increase his trade value and you can flip him for something that you need. Which has been what the Blazers yeah, have been. The I, Blazers I, have been trying to trip. The Blazers have been trying to flip guards yeah. for how long? Small guards for how long now? <laughs> and then they got Josh Hart and flipped him. Okay, before we go, I want to throw some. I want to throw something by you. So, one of the things out there that some people talk about in the, in the Blazers world is that oh, if you make this trade, you're getting these late first round picks, and they don't do anything for you. So, one, back in the day when allegedly the Blazers could have traded three first-round picks in CJ for Paul George or whomever, you were obviously going to be giving that other team three late first-round picks. But now you're saying you wouldn't want late first-round picks in a trade for Lillard. So, aside from that hypocrisy, at the end of the day, that, that to me is one of the more one of the weakest talking points in all of this, because that's just what happens. That's why you want to get picks further out. Like 2030, if you got a 2030 pick from Miami, Damon Butler are going to be 38. <laughs> so chances are yeah, that pick might be pretty good. But regardless, if you get those picks, you then can trade them at some point down the line for a player who is going to help complete Scoot and Sharp, because no matter how good Scoot, Scoot and Sharp become, they're going to need some help down the line, especially in the um, front court. So to me, worrying about where the picks are going to be, you can't, you can't trade Dame for three lottery picks because that team has to stink. And if Dame's going to that team, they're not going to stink, and he's not going to want to go to a team that's going to be bad. So you're not going to get multiple lottery picks. Also, the idea that you think you should get lottery picks for Dame so that so then my my question to that would then be okay well how come you couldn't get a dame for the lottery pick you had because teams weren't willing to do that so it's just it's one of the situations where you just have to let go of the idea that somehow you're turning damien into multiple lottery picks that's not a thing the picks you're going to get are going to be late in the draft unless miami falters or if those guys get old and it's down the line that's just Suck it up, buttercup, live with it. Assets, assets, assets. I mean, that's what you're trying to get. It doesn't mean you're going to use them to pick. I mean, that's <clears throat> guys get traded for four second round draft picks. You know what I mean? Like, no one expects those to be four starters. 
for Draymond Greens. <laughs> right. You're doing it because you're getting assets. You know what I mean? Like that's what you have to right. do because the um but you could have gotten players. You chose not to. And that's what you did. I mean, you chose not to get players. I mean, you could have traded you had two first round draft picks. I promise you could have gotten players. And they would have been legitimate NBA players. I mean, I, I agree that back end first round draft picks aren't that don't all often uh, result in top flight players. They mostly at least equate to NBA players. Most first rounders play in the NBA for right. at least a while. Not all though. And that to me is more of a reason why Hero's really good because <laughs> he's 23 and he averages 20. And why Simons is really good because he averages 20 and he's 24. And late first rounders are Chris Murray, which you're like, oh, maybe he'll play. You know, maybe he'll make it. Maybe he'll be a rotation player. Um, but yeah, you're not trading for actual people when you draft, when you trade for draft picks, you're getting assets that you hope to turn into real people that play basketball at a high level. And your hope is that you turn them into actual players that you plug and play rather than another guy you have to develop because the goal <laughs> eventually is to be good. <laughs> Not to be developing at all times. I hear you. Not to keep developing players. It's so funny. It's to have them developed. All right. Oh. I got nothing else to add. Yeah, we talked forever about nothing. I know. It was amazing. It was pretty impressive. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. I am Aaron Ventures. He's Greg Burnback. Uh, when I get when I get back from my vacation, we'll talk about uh, hopefully maybe a trade will happen while I'm in uh, Orlando, enjoying the 95 degrees and 88 degree or 88% humidity while trying to navigate Disneyland and uh, Universal Studios for six days. Disney World. Disney Sorry, World. Disney World and Universal Studios for six days, dude. I'm dreading. I'm I'm looking forward to the fun that our family will have, but I'm not looking forward to the conditions, but Hey, what are you going to do? Thanks for listening. We'll be back.